0: Exceeding Expectations, episode 67. Welcome to Exceeding Expectations, a podcast where we aim to give you ideas on ways that you can give your customers a better experience to get more referrals and better testimonials, reviews and recommendations and so on. My guest today is Jessica Silverman. She helps to people to have greater clarity and simplicity to live their their true life's purpose through the coaching that she does, mostly working with startup companies. That's this week's episode with Jessica Silverman. If you like this episode, if you know someone who is a startup, maybe who will get some good um, value from some of the things that Jessica says, please do share the episode with them. Why not leave a review for us on iTunes? That would be uh, really helpful and hope you enjoy this week's show. Seed in Expectations, my guest today, Jessica Silverman. How are you, Jessica?
1: I'm wonderful. How about you, Tony?
0: I'm very well, thank you. And you're in sunny Florida.
1: Yes, actually not really sunny at the moment. <laughs> a bit overcast, but uh, we are blessed with beautiful weather here this time of year. So,
0: Well, one thing I can guarantee you, the weather will be a, a lot better there than it is where I'm sitting right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I bet, I bet <laughs> that, yes. That is the beauty of living in South Florida. So it's pretty much summer year-round.
0: And you were saying you recently is it you recently relocated back there?
1: Yes, I'm born and raised here in South Florida, which is an anomaly. They actually call me a unicorn because uh, it's very diverse here. Uh, we pretty much get people from all over the world as well as uh, you know some of the islands and around the United States. A lot of people from the Northeast tend to migrate down here, especially this time here, snowbirds. Uh, So I'm a unicorn, being that I'm born and raised here uh, 38 years Mm -hmm. ago. But I spent uh, 10 years away from South Florida, really discovering myself. I spent six years in Chicago and couldn't bear the cold (laughs) after six brutal winters, (laughs) uh, and then moved to California, which was always a dream. Both were actually dreams of mine uh, and a big Mm -hmm. part of my story in that, you know, I believe obviously in the power of law of attraction and visualization. And I traveled a lot in my previous career. I was in corporate finance and also an auditor. So I traveled a lot to different locations and really fell in love with both Chicago uh, and then California, in the Bay Area, specifically San Francisco. And whenever I traveled, I always made it a ritual or tradition to get artwork from wherever I traveled from local artists. And so in my apartment... You know, at the time in Florida, when I lived here over 10 years ago, I had a lot of pictures of Chicago. That's sort of my subconscious vision board right through the artwork. And then when I lived in Chicago, traveled a lot to San Francisco, I had a lot of clients there. I just really fell in love with the whole bohemian free-spirited energy, you know, of San Francisco in the Bay Area, but also immersed with that, that tech technology and the whole venture capital industry, which is actually what I worked in before I created my own business essentially, uh, and started my own work and my own life's work. And so then in Chicago, yeah, I had pictures of the Bay bridge and cable cars and those just really beautiful how, and I forget, I think it's a Steve jobs quote and I'll just kind of rephrase it. I don't know a word for it. I don't have it in front of me, but whenever I, I describe my story, you know, there's so many elements and there's so many layers. But it's beautiful, I think, Mm -hmm. and his quote goes something along the lines of like looking backwards and connecting the dots to realize that Mm -hmm. not necessarily that it's predestined. I don't know if I believe in that, but I believe that everything happened as it should. And it's beautiful how you kind of look back and you realize why, like and how everything Mm -hmm. sort of connects right from the present moment, Mm -hmm. looking backwards and then moving forwards right into the future. Uh, I believe it's all part of a divine design that necessarily is predestined Mm -hmm. you know we do have human beings are the only life form right that has free will but i do believe that it's very Mm -hmm. interesting how it all works out so
0: and so from a business perspective how did those um the various places that you've been to affect what you do now
1: well i worked in corporate finance so Having a strong business background, you know, I have my MBA in finance and studied finance, you know, a lot of people can think, well, you don't really use that in your day to day. But running a business, you know, being an entrepreneur, you really do wear every single hat, you know, of a large corporation, Mm -hmm. right? So you have the technology aspect, you've got, you know, budgeting, you've got finance, you've got um, client relations and customer service, right? It's all sort of embedded, you know, into, I want to say, the logical piece of the business. Uh, But I always like to talk about sort of the e-logic, right, and the subconscious energy that's also included, right? Because when we think about, oh, what skills have you used from your corporate path that you use today, we do think of all of those tangible, right, concrete aspects. But I think even more powerfully that work that I did and spending 15 years in corporate finance really taught me and, and it really sparked in my last job in venture capital when I was funding Literally, that was my responsibility, was the funding of other people's dreams, right, of of apps and all kinds of technology and all kinds of advancements, right, in venture capital. And I thought, I have all of these dreams. And I actually kept a journal because I was very depressed uh, and anxious. I used to get many panic attacks, of course, also led to, you know, physical pain and anxiety and, and being 80 pounds overweight. And I used to keep a journal at my desk where I would reflect on everything that was going on around me. That was sort of my way of of healing through and dealing with all the strong emotions that I was feeling out of, out of my own skin, really feeling imprisoned, you know, in, in those four walls of this corporate environment, Uh, but more emotionally imprisoned, I would say than physically imprisoned. And that was really my way of processing through it. And I think if I hadn't have gone through that emotion, right, I wouldn't be able to do the work that I do today, which is to help, others step away from a life that they feel they have to live versus knowing that there's always more, right? And that the life you live is always a reflection of perception, really above anything. Everything in life is, mm-hmm. is perception and it's energy. And so the way to shift that is to obviously, number one, shift it at the soul level and at the, at the level of consciousness, right? That awareness piece. And then of course, following up with a specific action. And, and so I know that all of that, you know, all the struggles that I had, you know, with with weight loss, with physical, you know, depression, with anxiety in that corporate role, right, along with all the knowledge, right, and the wisdom that I attained, you know, in the business sense, has led me to, as exactly as I said before, the Steve Jobs quote, to the point where I am today, where all of those stars have aligned to lead to the beautiful path that that I've been on the last you know four to five years. Uh, and the work that I've birthed since then. So it, it truly is a blessing. Uh, every day that I wake up, it's, it's like I'm in a dream. You know, pinch me. I'm <laughs> going to wake up. Um, you know, of course, it's not all roses and sunshine, right? Being an entrepreneur is, I always say, the best way to get to know yourself uh, at a deeper level. Because when you live sort of that robotic life or have a corporate job or things kind of structured for you, you don't really have the time and energy to think, right, at a deeper level. You don't you don't create from the sense of yourself, and I think being an entrepreneur really gives you that opportunity to create uh, from your own being without having a sort of template that somebody else has provided for you.
0: I know you're you, uh, you, you're a startup coach. So, do you only work with startups, or I mean, what is it you generally do?
1: No. So, I work. I started with startups because I always like to say that. As a mentor, coach, guide, you're always a few steps ahead of the clients that you lead. And so, Mm -hmm. right, being in that point that I had just started up my business about four years ago, I thought, well, how perfect to work with clients that are just a few steps behind me. And here I am saying, hey, take my hand, right? I just went through step two or three. Come and follow me now. Here's step one. And so I do still help those clients, but I've morphed now more into women that maybe are still working in a corporate path, but transitioning, so they already have a business, but they're looking to really take it to that next level. I still do work with startups, very open to that, but more of women that have sort of that corporate background uh, and a business sense, but really looking to take it to that next level in terms of obviously income, profitability, uh, and really making an impact, I, I think above all, because I don't do this work for Obviously, we all need money to survive, but really what fuels, because I think at a subconscious level, people pick up, you know, even on social media, even if they've never seen you or felt you, even through the words that you write, right, through blogging, through posts, on your energy, right? And so I always think of customer first, right, who I'm serving, the work that I'm here to do in the world, and then I say everything else sort of falls into place. I always tell my clients, you know, focus on the passion that you have for what it is, the gifts that you have, and the money will come, right? But if you focus on the money only, that's self-serving, right? And others can pick up on that. And so you're truly not at a place to serve others because you're focused on serving yourself. But if you focus on serving others, you always will be serving yourself because you're living your true purpose and your passion and what you're born to do. Um, One of my famous sayings is that the day you were born is the day that the universe decided that it needed you, right? And so I believe that everybody's here for a divine reason. And I think the focus on that and that higher purpose, you know, a lot of studies have actually come out about, and I'm sure you've heard about the blue zones, right? Those areas where longevity is mm-hmm. its highest, right? So what keeps people alive longer? Mm-hmm. And studies have said the number one reason, right, for people living longer in these blue zones, right, which is, I know- Okinawa, Japan. Um, a lot of them are in Japan, right? And and in the Eastern world, is because people have purpose and they have something that they wake up for every day that fuels their soul and makes them feel alive. And I think that above all is reason to do this work and to continue every day, right? Despite, like I said, the challenges. That's what has always kept me going because in the beginning, you know, starting a business is very challenging you know, especially when you step away from the stability, you know, I was making six figures in my corporate past, to then making zero, essentially, right until you make that first dollar. And so that's kind of the stage that I'm at now is really helping women that have made a little bit of money in their business, but not enough to really call it a business, right? Because everyone knows that just being online and posting on social media and doing Facebook lives, and even, you know, hosting courses, is not a business until you actually generate money. That's what what a business is. And money, not necessarily from the sense of of greed, but money is energy, right? And that's always the way I think about it, is how can I serve others if I haven't been served myself? And so that money is just reciprocal, right, energy for me to be able to continue doing the work that I do every day.
0: So what is it you feel that when people first come to you – what is it they want from you? They
1: want to start a business. They have tried, like I said, on social media. They're posting, they're blogging, uh, they've created courses, they have offerings, but crickets. You know, And I know a lot of people, I mean, the online market is very saturated. right? So how do you stick out in the marketplace? Given that really at the end of the day, a lot of us are saying the same things, but I think really what distinguishes one from the other and, right, exceeding expectations, right, that's the theme of your podcast, is really to get outside of, of the of the wisdom into the, the connection, right, the connection of, of your story into other stories and really through that wisdom. And Marianne Williamson always says this so beautifully. She says we are not the water, we are the faucet, right? So if you think about the water as the knowledge, right, the knowledge is, is already there, right? Nobody is saying anything that hasn't been – heard before it's just painted in a different light right that's the faucet that's the water filtering through a system which is your life your experiences your perception of that experience and how you in your own unique way are able to then facilitate that water right back through the faucet
0: and so how are you able to give them more than they Mm -hmm. thought they were going to get What, what is it you do what approach do you have
1: so what all of my clients have said across the board is that, yes, they come to me to start a business, but what mm-hmm. they have found, and I, and I think it's funny because I have a client I work with every week. She's been a VIP. She's been with me for years, which I think is a true testament to the work that I do uh, and mm-hmm. that my focus is always on the long-term strategy, right? Yes, my packages is maybe for three months for a one-on-one or a course that may be 16 weeks. But my focus is not just that period. It's to be with somebody, right, for the long term, right? Whether or not they're still paying for that course, I am in touch with every single one of my past students because I want them to succeed, right? Again, it's not about the money. It's about that connection that you build, that relationship that has that that longevity, right, that I speak of. And so all of my clients across the board, and it's funny – Because I know you and I spoke and you said, oh, well, you know, send me something or an example of where a client said you exceed expectations. And I had a few quotes in mind, but I think if there's a common thread through all of them, how do they get more than they thought they would? It's that not only work on the business side, but we work on all the emotional aspects of entrepreneurship. So I actually had a client who when I started with me, I remember we had our sort of preliminary discovery call, so to speak, or clarity call. And she said, Well, I already have a life coach. You know, I'm just thinking of you more as the business coach. And it's funny because a couple of years later, she just works with me because I am both, right? I have that dynamic of I actually started as more of a life and a wellness lifestyle coach, which was the point of my life that I was in then, all that undoing, trying to lose the 80 pounds, trying to rid myself of the depression and anxiety, and then morphing into becoming an entrepreneurial mentor, but they don't work, right? They don't work separately. They they are very much immersed because you're, Mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, your work is an extension of you, right? So it's an ever evolving journey of working on the self. And so I think my unique approach Mm -hmm. is, you know, week to week, like I have a client who says, okay, let's just focus on the energy of the week and, and how I can use that perception and that insight emotionally and spiritually To my own personal journey. And then what what we find is that that morphs into content for a course or an idea or a new offering, right? That always sparks from not necessarily focusing on the business, but focusing on the self because your work is an extension of your own life. And I just think that's really beautiful. Uh, And something that I do offer is immersing all of that. And so yes, I may present myself online as a business mentor, but what so many of my clients are surprised is that there's a whole life slash wellness slash spirituality component infused in all of that. That is all part of the journey and part of the mm-hmm. path in being successful as an entrepreneur.
0: You've talked about how some people or some coaches are building themselves just as a, as a business coach or as a life coach and it is all so intertwined. So what, what is it you feel that you do differently to, to maybe other coaches?
1: Focusing on how everything is energy, right? Focusing on the mind, focusing on the inner conversation because that is, is where everything really starts, right? So if you think about it, I always say there's three most powerful relationships right? That you will have as an entrepreneur, right? That's you to yourself. That's you Mm -hmm. to others, right? In the work Mm -hmm. that you do and the clients that you serve. And then there's you to that higher power, right? So what do I do differently Mm -hmm. is to help others connect the dots, to help others realize that something as random as the color that they love or a song from their childhood or an experience that they had earlier that day, it's all connected to the work that you do. Right. And so even when I'm not necessarily sitting at my desk and working ideas are constantly flowing to me because I am open to receive that energy, right. That comes at me from all forms and it's proven science, right. I mean, Albert Mm -hmm. Einstein has clearly said it, right. That the energy is everything and it's, it's immersed into everything that we do. Right. So once you have that understanding I think that's the real light bulb moment, right? That the way you wake up in the morning, right, is, is energy, the rituals that you do. Um, the way you keep your wallet, right, and money, that that's very much energy. Uh, just everything in this life, you know, that obviously nature, right, is energy. Um, all of your devices, everything is connected, right, at its source to be energy, whether it's physical energy that we can actually feel, hear, see, touch, experience, or subconscious, right, which is the energy that runs in the background that we're not necessarily aware of. And I think that's what distinguishes me from a lot of other coaches is that a lot of people are focused so much on the physical aspect of everything because that's what you know. That's what you can physically experience, right? It's concrete. It's tangible. But it's really the magic and the mysticism of the subconscious. Just because we don't know something – doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. And I think building those connections that that run in the background and immerse them with the physical, right? Neither, I think, reigns supreme. I think they're both very important. But being able to connect those dots, I think is, is truly a blessing. And it's really a light bulb moment for anyone. And I know personally, once I really understood that, that was the, the light bulb moment for me is that, that everything is energy. The thoughts I think are energy. The way I move is energy. The way I interact with others, right, is energy. And if you want to continue to live a life at a high vibration, be mindful, right, of everything and everyone around you, right? For instance, a huge aha moment for me when I left my corporate path is that I was working the same hours, I had the same thought patterns that I did on the corporate path, but I have deadlines and I have to accomplish, you know, X amount of things per day to feel accomplished and inspired. But who says, right? Again, that's all a story, right? You can absolutely be successful just working three hours a day. You don't have to work right an eight hour workday. And so I think that knowing, right, really understanding the stories that we've all inherited, you know, from childhood or from past experiences And really being able to understand the energy behind them, right, and learning, okay, does this serve me going forward or does this actually block, right? Blocked energy is is stress, right, and anxiety. And, you know, and that's why you feel it, right, at the heart center. Your heart starts pounding. You might start sweating, right? Everybody reacts differently. But that is essentially an energy block. And so in order to release that, right, energy is, number one, to have an understanding of it, and number two, to be able to shift that, right, energetically to the direction that you want to go, just like a GPS, it's just knowing that sort of internal GPS that lives inside you every single day.
0: Have you ever, ever had any situations where you've had new clients who haven't really under, understood this no, and they've struggled I with it?
1: Cater to a specific audience. I always say that you can never say, and, and I have clients that have anxiety about this all the time. Well, what if I I present content and nobody understands or they think it's ridiculous or somebody has a difficult time, right? Like you ask understanding this. And I'd say, well, those are, those are not my people. You know, I mean, I'm not here to serve everyone and I don't think anyone is here to serve everybody because when you serve everybody, you essentially serve nobody because your message is diluted. Right. And so my thought and understanding and, and I want to be clear that I didn't always think this way, right? I was that person and I remember clearly going to my first yoga class probably 20 years ago. It was actually called Yoga for Stress and Anxiety, because at that time I worked in a you know high-powered corporate position, was always very anxious, very stressed. You know, I had crazy deadlines, you know, by the minute, you know, sending information to Bloomberg and the stock market and a very high-stress job. And I just remember that moment where we were sitting in the class, and I think we were chanting and I thought, wow, this is really like cultish, like who believes in this, right? Because it, that just wasn't anything that was ever part of my reality. I didn't understand it. But there was always a piece in me that was like that curious child that, that kept going, that wanted more because I felt good doing it, right? And so anyone who doesn't believe, I always say this, well, you don't have to believe, right, in spirit or God or universe or anything. But but if it feels good, then why not? Right. Why? I mean, essentially you can believe in anything you want, but I want to believe in something that right makes me feel joy, makes me feel alive at right, the end of every day. And so I, I always think this higher power and this connection, because really we are all pieces of the universe. Um, you know, Dupac Chopra always says it beautifully. He's one of my greatest mentors, you know, that we are 0.00001% of this universe. Right. And if you want a clear and divine example, go outside and look at the sky. Right. It's infinite. Who created that? Right. I mean, you can take a scientific approach. You can take a spiritual approach. You know, I believe in both. But there are so many things that we don't see, feel, hear, understand as human beings. You know, energy, things that exist right in the subconscious, just like dreams. Right. We, we try to interpret dreams and we try to rationalize them. But I believe it's our way of kind of trying to understand the waking world right and who knows really what that is right who knows what this this dream life is because we really don't know right or just like advancements in science and technology and health right all these advancements we've made over time you know 20 30 100 500 years ago no one thought it was possible right so things are not possible until they're proven but it didn't mean back then that it wasn't reality right and so i think just kind of that perspective You know, it is a real light bulb moment for all of us to know that just because we can't see, feel, hear, understand it, right, doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It just hasn't yet been proven. Um, But again, to answer your question, I know it's a little long winded. um, You know, have I had clients that don't understand the work? I mean, they may not be. I had a client once always say, I love what you're saying, but I don't feel that. You know, I don't feel what you feel. I want to feel that way. Um, And it's a process, you know, and I'm still working with her years later and now she does feel mm-hmm. that and we always sort of reflect back. Um, but again, it's just that you haven't experienced it yet or it hasn't been proven. But it doesn't mean that, again, it doesn't exist.
0: And so are you able to give an examples of how you've helped sort of transform people you've been working with and you know, giving them a very different direction from the one they thought they were going in?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when somebody is in a place in their life where they feel disconnected, right? From obviously themselves, mm-hmm. from life in a job they hate. So I've helped all, all types of clients in terms of toxic situations. So toxic work environments, toxic relationships with either spouse or children, toxicity within themselves, really right through anxiety, depression, and then physical toxicity. Um, so I have clients that have had, you know, chronic illnesses, chronic pain, and I've helped them feel through that, Again, by doing this work, right, both at the soul level, but also, right, by working your mission and your purpose, because when you're connected to something that fuels your soul, right, all the illness is, whether it's mental or whether it's physical, right, is a buildup of toxic, again, toxic energy, right? It's, It's the body is out of alignment, right? The mind and the body is out of alignment, which then leads to right a physical and a mental breakdown, And so I've helped clients through that Mm -hmm. by learning, number one, themselves and who they are, right? And what are the stories that they've been telling themselves, right? And if you want to know that, just listen to the voice in your head that nobody else can hear, but you know always runs in that background. Mm -hmm. And really being aware of that and trying to understand where does this come from, right? Is this my story or is this something that I learned from my mother, my father, my my ex-spouse that I then inherited within me. You know, I've had women that have been in in abusive relationships, right, that years later then realized that none of the reality that they live was inherited by them, right? These feelings of of self-worth and neglect and, you know, feeling outside of themselves is only because somebody implanted that thought within them, right? Because at our core, we are all love, right? We are all connected to ourselves, right, at our core and who we are and what we're here. Like I said, day you were born is the day the universe decided it needed you. Right. So number one, it's it's a self-discovery, right? And finding okay, how are all those elements of my past connected to where I am today and where do I want to go and what are the steps I need to take, right? Emotionally and physically to actually get there, to actually make those moves, right? So first, and that's why the first course that I created was more of a self-discovery called Live Your Vibrant Life. And actually, I morphed into the, I should uh, explain a caveat, how I got to be an entrepreneurial coach is because all of my clients in my wellness work were coming to me asking, well, how did you start your business? You know, how did you gain so much followers on social media? How do you write content that's so powerful that I feel as if I've met you? but I've never even seen your face, right? Or maybe just a picture right on social media. And how do you do all that? And then how do you put it together to actually make an income and impact lives and, and, you know, guest on podcasts or create your own, you know, courses? You know, how do you do that? And that's how I really morphed into that, really never having a plan to do so. But I was, again, and that's why I always believe, right, in the divine and that sort of subconscious energy is that I was guided there. You know, I, I was attuned to all of... Right. The people that I was interacting with every single day and what they wanted. And I heeded that call to write then more of entrepreneurship. But, of course, never losing sight of the journey of the self, because that is right. All a huge piece of that uh, is that inner knowing. And as much I always say, self-development work as one does, you're never there. Right. That's why you're still alive. And you mm-hmm. go through different chapters and different seasons of your life And you morph, right? You morph as a being into that, whatever it is that you're experiencing in your life. You're never fully, right? Completely enlightened. You learn as you go through the journey and through the path. And so being, I think, open to that is a really huge piece. Uh, I would say it's like synchronicity, right? Being attuned to everything you're hearing, you're seeing, right? That's around you. And then really connecting those dots to understand why, right? Why did somebody say that to me? Why Mm. am I hearing this song on the radio? Why am I seeing this message all over social media, right? And then processing it to your own journey to learn how you want to present it to the world.
0: Do um, the people that come to you tend to work in similar sectors or is it quite varied?
1: No, quite varied. Um, I have clients that work in the wellness space, government, government, Uh, Some entrepreneurs that maybe start like in a network marketing fashion to kind of learn the foundations of being an entrepreneur, but under a structural umbrella. Uh, And then I have stay-at-home moms that never felt like they had a purpose, but really want to feel like they're making an impact, right, beyond being a mother. Not that that's not an important role. I think that's the hardest. I am not a mother myself, but that is the hardest role uh, that anyone can have, right, is to be a parent. But... To have a purpose outside of somebody else, right? Something that's just your own. So I, I've had really clients from from all over the map and all different uh, walks of life and, and industries. But like I said, at the core, they're all the same, right? At the core, they all have the same desires of wanting more for life, uh, of really feeling like they're living a life that's not aligned with who they feel they should be, whether or not they know what that is, right? A lot of times they don't. Uh, which is why the first uh, creation that I have or sort of my freebie um, again is, is about finding one's purpose. It's about asking yourself four profound questions based on the blue zones uh, in Japan, which is Ikigai, which is your reason for being, which translates to the reason you get out of bed every day. And I think that's really the first step is to know why you're here. You know, why have you experienced what you've experienced but then why are you here? And what is your mission? And continuing to forward that every day in a way that fuels your soul, that feels connected to who you are, right? Never losing sight of that and not feeling like you have to keep up with whatever trends, right? Or on social media, but always being true to thyself.
0: Have you had any um, working with clients in there? Well, I mean, what would be the biggest surprise you that you've had working with anyone?
1: Well, I think the fact I think the fact that, as I mentioned before, I have a client that suffers from chronic pain. And like I said, that's not anything that we ever discussed. You know, when we first started working together, it was more just an emotional journey. Um, She also Mm -hmm. suffered through, you know, an abusive relationship. And so a lot of it was about that. But in the process, Mm -hmm. she's completely healed her physical body. You know, yes, she still has components, you know, of the illness and still needs medication at times. But it might be once every six months instead of once every other day. And I think that's really huge because I never, you know, promote myself or share myself as as any type of a medical professional. And I don't want to be that because that's not what I've studied. But I think it's important to know that when you heal yourself right at the soul level, it affects the body, right? Because it's all connected, again, to mind energy, and when you focus on that, which is fueling the inside of you, you're sort of releasing, in essence, the toxicity that has built up from all of those years of the past. Uh, and truly the study, <clears throat> I don't know if you've heard of Dr. Bruce Lipton, but he's proven this, the mm-hmm. study of, yeah. of epigenetics, right? That just because you inherited something from the past doesn't mean that it has to be your future, that you can actually reprogram Right, the makeup of your cells and every all the processes within you through healing, through changing your habits and the things that you do every single day, and that is the work that I do. Right, it's about having awareness of your daily habits. You know what you're thinking, how you're moving, uh, what actions are you taking? Right towards whatever it is you want to do, whether it's write a book, write a course, uh, be a best-selling author, a speaker. And taking those moves, you know, in in micro moments, right, every single day to forward that energetic motion and to never disconnect from that. Because, again, that disconnect was what created it in the first place. Right. You can't create something new with the same mind. Right. That originally led to the results that you live today.
0: And what are your thoughts on or what does the phrase exceeding expectations mean to you?
1: Personal personal connection, <clears throat> I think that's how I exceed expectations. Uh, all my clients know that I provide very, very personal communication from the sense that, that you can message me anytime with anything that is going on, whether it's a question about the business, whether it's a question about the self, uh, and I'm there, you know, and I think that's really what exceeding expectations is, is being reliable, um, providing exactly what it is that you say you're going to provide, and more. Right. So if somebody's looking to me to create a course, for instance, and we create two goals, one for impact. So I'm going to gain X amount of followers, you know, on Facebook. And then I'm going to sell, you know, X amount of dollars through my course, not only giving them those results and the knowledge that it takes to get there, but also working on the self along the way. Right. And healing through chronic pain and healing through mental illness, which I think is even a bigger issue today than it ever was, you know, due to, I think, social media, which is a beautiful medium. Obviously, I wouldn't have started my business without it. But again, when energy runs rampant, right, without a structure, right, it lends itself to chaos. Right. And that's what goes on when you allow yourself to be immersed in trying to follow everyone and everything else and what they're doing, then just staying your path right? And, and knowing your purpose and knowing your mission and taking the steps that you need to take that are aligned with you, not with what I always tell my clients, you know, I can, they ask me, Oh, what did you do? And what, and I tell them, right. But to me, that's not exceeding expectations because when you exceed expectations, you help someone else find their own way of doing and getting the same results, but in their own way. Right. And I think that's really the power of a true coach and a true Hmm. mentor. It's not someone who gives you the steps, but who helps you find it on your own because that's empowering, right? To say that, that yes, through working with with me, right, or whoever it is that you work with, that you found it in your own way, right? You didn't just follow this five-step formula to make X amount of dollars, right? There's a lot of that noise out there, and that never resonated with me because you really can't prove that to people, right? Because somebody may not choose to do the work or do it in the same energetic way that you did, And therefore, they won't get the same results. Right. And so I think it's a matter of teaching somebody the foundations, but allowing them to work it in their own way and in their own energy. That's not something that you can teach. That's something that you can blossom within someone. Right. And cultivate uh, through your wisdom and through the teachings.
0: So if if people want to find out more about you and what you do, Jessica, where, where would they go to?
1: So I mentioned, uh, alluded to earlier, my freebie. That's the best way to connect with me. Uh, my whole community lives through that space, uh, and that's my download, Ikigai uh, for Passion and Purpose. Mm-hmm. And you can find that by going to bitly backslash my reason for being. uh, Once you do sign up for that, you will see everything else that I offer. The other two courses I mentioned. Uh, as well as a whole you know about me uh, and everything that I do you can also actually find me on my website as well at mozenwellness.com so it's mozenwellness.com and mm-hmm. that is my main website
0: okay and just before we finish it do you is there a quotation you particularly like
1: Uh, Yes. And I actually mentioned him earlier, not expecting this as well, but it just came up in the conversation. It's an Albert Einstein quote. And I love this because for all the people are like, well, how can you prove right that things that are esoteric are not necessarily known? But this is from the great Albert Einstein. And he says, everything is energy and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality that you want and you cannot help but get that reality. It's not philosophy, it's physics.
0: Jessica, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Yes, funny.
1: thank you so much.
0: And, and best of luck for the future.
1: Yes, you as well. Thank you, listeners.
0: Next week, episode 68 with Mike Tilbury, who runs a company called ISI Elite Training. Mike is a life coach and a strategist, and they have a different approach at this gym. They try to go out of their way to give their customers a lot more than they thought they were going to get and also come up with ways to help the people that joined the gym in the first place to to get out of it what they re- you know the reason why they joined in the first place to help them get more out of their have a better experience in the time that they're there so that's next week with Mike Tilbury hope you've enjoyed this week's episode please do share it with someone who you feel may benefit from it why not subscribe to the podcast and leave a review and see you next week